Hello, and welcome to Get In, We're Going Healing. My name is Tova, and I will be your host. Today, I want to talk about something that I enjoy quite a lot, and it is called spiritual chills, or the shivers. So spiritual chills is that sensation when you get like full body chills, goosebumps, you get all like goosebumpy. Somebody says something and it gives you the chills. Now we're not talking fear. This is not chills of, um, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. And it puts you in a fight or flight state. This is more talking about um, when you get that goosebump sensation across your shoulders or down your back. And um, it usually happens when something resonates deeply with you. So it's that it resonates with your soul. So it vibrates, whatever it is that's being said is vibrating at a frequency that is consistent with your soul and your soul knows it to be true. So when your soul knows it to be true, it gives you a little shiver, a little recognition to let you know that it's resonating with you. It's connecting with you. I find this happens a lot when I'm getting tarot readings by other people or when I'm um, talking to other spiritual people specifically and we get into a talk about something that maybe I've gotten in a download, uh, a spiritual download from my spiritual team about some type of information and then someone else will synchronistically share that of their own volition and it'll be connected to the same thing that I was getting. And it's a, ooh, a spiritual shiver where you go, ooh, that resonates deeply. Or when you're watching somebody's content, there are quite a few content creators that I follow on social media and they'll post something that resonates deeply with me and creates a, ooh, a little shiver of recognition. So this happens to me, um, as a way to guide me. That's how I use it. I use it as a way to guide me forward in, um, in knowing where I should be going. And it, it, it works great in meditation too. Like when I'm meditating, as I'm learning to separate my ego self from my higher self in meditation, I know that the thoughts that are passing through are egoic based when they are I, I, me, me, or anything of the, um, negativity, sort of thing. Anything, um, you should make them pay. They deserve this. They're this, anything judgmental. That's always coming from my ego. My higher self doesn't have judgment. My higher self has acceptance. So when I'm in meditation and I have a thought come up that might be, oh, you know what you should do. You should, I'm learning to understand that that's my ego. And when I hear that thought and I go, oh, no, I'm letting that go. I might get a little shiver up my spine saying, Oh, look, you made the right choice. Like, um, like in a video game or something, when you get like a, a bell ding ding, it's, I find the spiritual shivers are like the sensation of when you get like a, a check mark, you've, you've passed something or something that indicates, Oh, you did it right. Oh, that's the right way. Oh, here's a little tip. And you get like a ding sort of thing. That's what it is to me. It's confirmation of the path I'm supposed to go or the direction I'm supposed to take or the thing I'm supposed to hear. It, it comes up a lot in music when I'm listening to music and there's lyrics that I'm meant to hear. 
And I will get a shiver when I hear that or a post about something. I don't know. I I follow a lot of content creators on self-healing and self-help and personal development and spirituality and uh, a lot of twin flame content as I am on my own twin flame journey, consuming content from other creators about twin flames is quite helpful for me as this is a, a challenging domain to be on. But I'll, I'll hear something that resonates with me and my soul says, yes, this is true. This is accurate. This is something you need. And I'll get the shivers with it. I'll just get like a, a shiver. And it happens sometimes it's so much. There's, it, it comes with a download too, like an informational download from the cosmos, my spiritual team. I don't know, the ether. The, the information comes to me from the ether and it, it just comes into my body. And I feel like this like this chill all over. And it's like, I get really cold. And as I get really cold, um, and it's not that the temperature is cold. It's that there's so many shivers happening consistently. Sometimes I have to ask them, okay, stop, just let me catch my breath for a minute. And then all of a sudden my body will start to feel warm and it's normal and the, the shiver will stop. And then when I say, okay, I'm ready. And then more will come through in this like shivery sort of tingly vibration. Um, and I love it. Like I've, I've come to really enjoy the sensation of that coming through my system. And I, I love when I get spiritual shivers when I'm out doing things because it, it's again, my way to me from my, my universal team, my spiritual team, my higher self, whatever it is you want to call it, the ether telling me, Oh, that's the right way. Oh, that's something you need to hear. Oh, that, that's it. That's it hold on to that. Don't miss that. Did you notice it? Did you hear it? That Take that in. You need to notice that. It's the same thing with other synchronicities. I think we've talked about this before, about synchronicities. And when you start to see the same thing, that same pattern being repeated in different things, maybe angel numbers um, on, on the clock, maybe it's um, certain sounds uh, that you're hearing. Maybe it's uh, a train goes by at right the right moment of a certain pattern of thought that you were in. And then you think, oh yeah, I really need to know that. There's lots of different things. When you begin to follow the signs and understand what the signs are, spiritual shivers included, it's a way to guide you on where you're meant to go. It's it's kind of like a cheat code. Like when you know what you're looking for, when you know what, what you're paying attention to, it's like a cheat code. It's giving you that extra thing of knowing. And I, as I'm saying that I'm getting shivers, so obviously this was something that was meant to be said so that someone out there hears it and understands it. It's a cheat code. It's like having, okay, my son likes to play Lego games, Lego uh, Xbox 360 games, titles, Lego titles. Um, and in that, when you go on a certain mission on many of the games, you can unlock a certain code that allows, it makes dots to show you where the next um, where you're supposed to go. You choose your adventure and then it shows you dots and shows you an arrow and where you're supposed to go and you're just supposed to follow it. I feel like that's what these are. These spiritual shivers are like cheat codes. They give you this like heads up of, hey, so there's, notice this, hear this, the, notice this path, that thing that somebody said that's that's supposed to be an aha. Like it's, it's code and it's telling you where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do. And when you begin to understand what these symbols mean, when you notice the synchronicities, when you start paying attention to the, the information that's shared around you, when all these things come together all at once, 
It begins to show you, sorry about that, I had to adjust my mic. It begins to show you where you need to be, what you're supposed to be doing. And it's crazy because this isn't even the first time that you that this has come about. I, I Not so long ago, uh, but earlier in, than the rest of my life, I saw this movie um, called The Golden Child with Eddie Murphy in it. And it was... It was crazy because when he started to follow the signs and notice the, the signs and synchronicities and started following the signs and synchronicities, it led him right where he's supposed to be. And it is absolutely that when you begin to notice the signs and synchronicities and start following the path they're sending you, the little nudges, the little spiritual chills, the little, um, you notice a bird that's really significant to you. Or for me, it was butterflies. Whenever I noticed a butterfly, it was a, a notice of take notice of what you were thinking, take notice of what you were doing and bringing me back into the present. And those are all little signs for me, music and lyrics. Um, you will be guided through music. If you open yourself up to it, messages will come to you in music. It'll be a word here, a phrase here, a statement here. Just something will come up. A word will will stand out from something that didn't stand out before and you'll notice it as you begin to tune into hearing that and listening to the guidance it's giving it begins opening you up to new paths that weren't open to you before because you weren't following those signs it is absolutely that i keep seeing it in movies and content and it is absolutely that that is absolutely what it feels like when you're following these intuitive guidance, your intuitive guidance. So the, the, the spiritual chills when something resonates, which is saying, notice this, maybe it's a post that somebody made and you're supposed to notice that post because there's something really, really relevant to you in that post. Maybe um, you get a spiritual chill when you listen to somebody who's going to be another mentor for you and they resonate with you. Follow that chill, follow that resonation. That's your intuition giving you a little bump. Hey, notice this. When you notice um, your angel numbers on a clock or on a timer or, you know, just that sort of thing, that's a little bump. That's a little notice. Hey, nudge, notice. There's going to be a lot of signs and synchronicities that are individual to you, as an individual person that won't be to other people. For example, a random um, one for me that has always been, when I was young, there was a radio station in my area that at 11, 11, 11 p.m. every evening, they did this program called Pillow Talk. And at 11, 11, the host of the show named Alan Allman would come on the show and he would play... Um, Oh, I can't think of the name of the song, but there's, uh, I think it's cool, a song by Cool and the Gang. And it's a very specific song. Um, and he would play it at that time every single night. And then he would say, Starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might have this wish I wish tonight. Now go ahead, make a wish. And I listened to this each evening on covertly, of course, because I was not supposed to be up that late. But I listened to these each night and I absolutely made a wish. I absolutely believed in my wish when he would say, make a wish. And I absolutely believed in that wish and I made that wish. So I have since found that song and I've thrown it on my liked playlist, which has something like 4,000 songs on it. So when I hit shuffle, 
who knows what's going to come up when I hit shuffle. But when that song comes up, that is to me, my symbol from the universe to make a wish, to believe in the magic of wishes again, to allow myself to believe that wishes are possible and not just live in this space of there's no such thing and none of that things will ever happen. When I was a child, I absolutely believed in wishes. I absolutely believed that when I made a wish, my wish would come true. When I made a wish on a star, my wish would one day come true. That if I made a wish, when Alan Alman played that song and said, make a wish, that my wish would absolutely come true. And the universe uses that song to remind me It's time to make wishes again. It's time to believe in the magic again. It's time to think like you did when you were a child and you absolutely believed in the magic of wishes. To believe in that. The other way that, I mean, the universe talks to me through songs in like a bajillion other ways. One of the, I'll share one other story. Um, This song, when I was uh, a teenager in the late 90s, um, there was this song called, called I'll Be by Edwin McCain. And I was 18 when I was listening to this song and I, I had never dated. I did not, I'd never had a boyfriend. I don't even remember if I'd been kissed at that point yet. Um, and I had this fantasy of what love would be like, this belief of it being this all encompassing thing that would sweep your heart away and it would just be amazing and magical and spectacular and wonderful. And Then I had real life and relationships and they sometimes can be like that, but relationships are a lot of hard work and it includes a lot of not so nice things and a lot of not so pretty things and some pretty ugly, awful things and some heartbreak and some pain. And somewhere along the way, I'd forgotten what it felt like to believe in that kind of love, to believe that that kind of love was possible and existed the way that I did when I used to listen to that song and just let my little teenage heart believe that love could be this grandiose, magical thing. And the universe, in its infinite wisdom, recognized that I was becoming jaded in the world of love because love is not easy. And a lot of my experience in love has been somewhat on the painful side. So it's easy to close your heart when your heart hurts. It's easy to build a wall around your heart. And um, it would have been my birthday last year. Um, As I was going into a store, they had music playing on the radio, on their speakers outside. And Edwin McCain's I'll Be came on the, the speaker. And I hadn't heard this song in easily a decade, at least, probably more since the last time I listened to this song. And it was the universe's way of reminding me of how I used to believe in love. What I used to believe, the the infinite love that I used to believe was possible. And I felt that at the time I was being called to pull down my walls, all the walls I had built like a fortress around my heart to protect it from being broken because it had been broken so many times before. And I was so scared that if it broke again, it would, it felt like, um, to make a a pop culture reference, uh, Maui in Moana, when his hook got cracked and he said one more hit and his hook could be broken for good. And that's how it felt with my heart that if it took one more hit, 
my heart could be broken for good. And so to protect it, I built these giant walls around my heart to stop pain. Um, Michael Seeger in the book, The Untethered Soul, calls it um, protecting the heart from thorns. He says every time that you get a thorn in your heart, uh, every time you get hurt, it's like a thorn in your heart. And instead of dealing with the pain and the removing of the, the thorn, we build these elaborate contraptions to avoid the thorn being touched. We build these walls around it. And when somebody comes into contact with our thorn and triggers us, we blow up. Don't touch it. It hurts. And we react. And um, he says the only way to to heal through that is to finally dismantle the walls and the barriers and all the things you've created to avoid the thorn being touched and just remove the thorn and the pain of removing it would be great, but the relief when it is removed is greater. And I will say what I have found is it's not, it's not instant relief. It's hollowness for a bit until it fills back in and the the tissue heals around it. It's hollowness because there was something there that's not there anymore. And it creates this emptiness, at least in the beginning, when I first started shedding things out of my heart and starting to dismantle the, the walls, it felt like an emptiness. And the universe in its infinite wisdom sending me, I'll be by Edwin McCain, reminded me to come to let my walls down, that no one is going to be able to love me if they have to scale Rapunzel's tower to do it. That if I'm going to allow love into my life, I'm going to have to take down the walls to believe in love again. And it was not an instant process. I will tell you that it is not an instant process. And the key to it for me was to come to a place of love for myself, place of knowing my value, my worth, and my worthiness, because I regularly gave that to other people and wanted them to tell me that I was worthy, to tell me that I was lovable, to tell me that I was worthy of respect and that I was valuable. And when you give that, when you give that responsibility to other people, to validate your value and your worth, then it's then your feelings of self-worth are dependent on whether or not that person's going to give that to you. And if they choose not to give that to you, it puts you in a space of not feeling valuable or worthy. But you are worthy. Of course you are, because you are you, and you are worthy strictly for being who you are. So in order for you to come to a place of knowing that, it has to stop. You have to stop trying to seek those things from the outside of you and bring it from the inside out and find that worthiness on the inside and know that regardless of whether someone gives you that validation or not, that you are validated. Whether someone tells you that you are worthy or not, you are still worthy. Your worth does not come from what others have determined your worth to be. Your worth comes from how you feel about yourself. Your bucket. I know I've referenced this in in previous episodes, um, How to Fill Your Bucket, a a book for children. Um, And it talks about your bucket is the place where you hold your good thoughts and good feelings about yourself. And when you are having a hard day, your bucket's pretty empty. You don't have a lot of good thoughts and good feelings about yourself. You might have a lot of bad thoughts and bad feelings about yourself. And um, you can't fill your bucket by trying to take 
value someone else's value and worth from them by maybe shouting at them or belittling them or mocking them, bullying them, dismissing them, invalidating them, all those sorts of things um, that cause other people harm. You're taking from their bucket. You're taking their good thoughts and good feelings about themselves out of their bucket. And someone probably did that to you. Now, here's the thing. You can't really fill your own bucket. You, okay, you can and you can't. You, in their analogy in the book, they say that in order to fill your own bucket, you need to help fill someone else's. And you fill someone else's by saying kind things, doing kind things, being of service, essentially. When you are of service to others, when you are giving to others, it makes you feel good. So you will gain more into your bucket while you help to fill someone else's bucket and make them feel good about themselves and have good thoughts and feelings about themselves. But That is true, but it is also in our self-care space where we show ourselves that love and validation. When we show ourselves that we love ourselves, when we show up for ourselves, when we hold our boundaries and say, I will not accept this treatment. I will not accept these things. And again, I want to remind you, we talked about it in our boundary episode. um, Boundaries are not about controlling other people. Boundaries are about saying, this is what I will and will not accept. And if I, if my boundaries are not respected, this is how I'm going to choose to act. It's not about making someone else behave in a certain way because of the limit that you've created. It's not about manipulating another person. Your boundary isn't about trying to make someone else do anything. Because again, of course, as we already know, if you're on this healing journey, you already know you have no control over anyone but you. No matter how much you try to control other people, you have zero control over them. The only person that you have any specific direct effect on is yourself. Your thoughts, your actions, your emotions, your behaviors, your patterns. You can can't make someone else change their pattern. You have to change your pattern. You have to change your actions. You have to change your thoughts. And that all comes from within you. You can't make someone go within and do their inner work. As much as it would be lovely to make other people do their inner work, you don't get to choose that for them. You only get to choose you. So when you are choosing to do your work and find your inner worth and inner value, that's where it comes from. Your worth for yourself is in knowing who you are, what you've been through, what you've experienced, how much you've overcome, how strong you are, how strong you are for still being here when there was a time you may not have wanted to be here, how strong you are for staying in this world when at one point, You didn't want to, and it would have been so, so easy to choose not to stay and to leave this world, but you chose to stay. If this is you, I know this is me. I know that there are more than one occasion in which I did not want to be in this world anymore, and I chose to stay. And I know that that makes me brave, regardless, that makes me courageous, regardless of what anyone else might say of me and make their own opinions and their own judgments of me, I know that it would have been very easy, very easy for me to leave in the state that I was in, for me to choose to leave and to choose to stay, to choose to, and not just for myself. I didn't choose to stay for myself. I chose to stay for those that I love and myself because I understood that the only one who can change my life is me. The only one who can change seeing 
bad things is me. Um, it makes me think of this card. If I can find it in here, there's this, um, this card called acceptance in this deck. Um, I'm looking at the, um, the energy Oracle deck and there is a card in there called appreciation. And the card shows a woman standing in a field of rose bushes. And there are a couple of blooms. There it is. Okay. So she's standing in a field of rose bushes. And there's a lot of thorns, but there are some blooms. Okay. There are some blooms. And the message of this card is that some people can stand in a field of roses and still only see the thorns. Some people can stand in a space that is absolutely beautiful and still only find things to complain about. Even though there are beautiful roses all around them, that's not what they notice. They, they skip over the beauty and the smell, the aroma, the sounds, the, the beautiful sun, all of the beautiful things around them that they have to be grateful for and focus solely on the thorns. And so in that analogy, what you're being reminded of is if you want to change your life, if you want to get out of a situation that makes you unhappy, you're the only one who can do that. No one can do it for you. Even whether you choose to stay in a relationship, you go, you stay in a job, you go, you stay in a friendship, you go, you stay in contact with someone you don't. All of those are choices that you make. And if you choose not to act, that's still a choice. You're choosing not to make a choice. You're choosing to stay in exactly with what you're in by not making a decision. So you choose to have more of what you're getting because you're choosing not to do anything about it. It is, in with, it is within your power to change, but you can't change anyone else, just you. So the point of this is if you begin to trust your intuition, you begin to follow those lines, it will take you down the path of learning to raise your self-worth, your self-value, and then most importantly, your self-love. When you get to those points of finding that love for yourself, regardless of whether those around you show you love, doesn't matter. I mean, yes, it would be great if those around you showed you love and appreciation. That would absolutely be wonderful. But if you're dependent on that, that the only way that you can feel good about yourself is when other people give you that validation, then you are leaving your power and your feelings in someone else's hands. And that's not how it works. It's in your control to do something about that. And I'm getting shivers as I say it. So that circles us back around to our spiritual shivers. Start paying attention to your synchronicities. Start paying attention to those shivers that you get when something resonates with your soul. Because when it resonates with your soul, it is for you and it is for your growth and your highest good. So follow those shivers, follow those intuitive hits, follow those synchronicities when they come up, follow them because those things are going to lead you down the path that helps free you from all of the other bullshit. And I'm absolutely saying that because all the other stuff is bullshit. Feeling that you are trapped is bullshit. You are never trapped. It might feel like it for a while, but that's always your ego telling you that you're trapped. If you can step back, eight of swords energy, if you can take off the blindfold 
you can see a way out. If you're willing to step away from what your ego is telling you is this trap that you're stuck in night of, is it night of cups, night of cups, understanding that you are not in a cage. There never was a cage. You are in a trap of your own making, which means you can open the door and let yourself out five of pentacles energy. You can let yourself out. There is hope. There is a key. There is a way out, but you are the only person who can find it. If you open to your intuition, it's like that cheat code that helps you find it. It will show you the path to get where you need to go. And it will give you those little blips, those little bings that tell you you are on the right path and you are going where you are supposed to go. Everything in divine timing, people. Everything comes in exactly the time in which it is meant to come. No sooner, no later. Always in divine timing. You heal in the timing in which you are meant to on your own timeline. So fellow humans, I hope this has been helpful and insightful for you today. Um, This is just, again, sharing what I'm learning on my healing path with you. I am no expert in anything. I am just another person walking this healing path and sharing as shivers again, sharing what it is that I have learned with you in the hopes that as you walk this path and stumble over those rocks and sticks, you might have a better idea how to pick yourself back up and keep on going. So until next time, fellow humans, keep dropping those things that are holding you back from being your most authentic, most highest, most best version of yourself. Love and light. Bye.